0: Hello everyone, my name is Julia. And if this story hadn't happened to me personally, I would never have believed such a thing could be possible. I always loved all sorts of old things. In my apartment, everything from the closet to the flower vase is a part of history. Something old or very old. So by the amount of vintage, I could make a museum for a couple of years and the expositions wouldn't be repeated. Even my bathroom is specific. For example, for the sake of an old enameled bathtub on chic lion paws, I had to sacrifice part of the hallway, but it seems to me that it was worth it. Mom always laughed and said in bad times, I could sell tickets to my apartment as a museum to earn a living. As you can see, I had no problems with money. Well, to be exact, my parents were even happy to support my passion. For example, Dad loved to take me to his private club for the rich, To argue about all sorts of paintings and antiques, I was an expert there. My parents gave me my apartment for my birthday when I turned 17, but don't get me wrong, it wasn't a big celebration. We also celebrated my admission to college, so kinda two in one. Write in the comments if your parents ever gave you something as a present for college admission, or maybe at the end of the school year, just wondering how you celebrated your success in studies. Obviously, I study at the College of Culture to be a restorer. Technically, my department deals with furniture and interior items, but I also go to a painting class because I've been painting since I was a kid, and paintings are the most popular vintage in my father's club. I met Liam in college. Actually, he… well, he wasn't from my circle. Yeah, a simple, ordinary guy who grew up under the strict control of his mom. He still lived with her, though he could afford to move to a dorm. At first, I was very afraid he was spending too much time with his mom. And because of this, we often had problems, but Liam did the right thing. He introduced me to his mom right away, literally on our second date. And it turned out she was a wonderful woman. She's really cool, very understanding, and most important, she was also fond of vintage and antiques. That is 100 points out of 10. Liam and I started dating, yes, but for some reason. It turned out I saw his mom much more often. She asked me to call her Jane and dragged me with her to all kinds of flea markets, exhibitions, and museums. We somehow even flew on vacation to Italy because there are a lot of antiques there. Liam felt offended and said I loved his mom more than him. I didn't even argue because it was true. Although the ring on my finger said that we were engaged, The most valuable thing for me was still Jane, who by that time had become my best friend, despite our age difference. My parents were shocked, but they preferred not to interfere. If I was mostly fond of antique furniture, well, the profession obliged me. Then Jane loved vintage wear and accessories. Foam lace, blouses, old dresses, the beauty of flying fabrics. I understood her perfectly well, But in my head, there was one little thing. I would never wear something after someone else. This is disgusting. But of course, I didn't say that to Jane. Everyone has their own bugs in their head, and it's important not to mix them up. But I sincerely admired her taste and ability to pick out vintage clothes so that she looked modern and didn't fall out of our time. I wanted it the same way, but unfortunately, I never succeeded. Once, on my complaints about the fact I just can't find myself something similar to her style, Jane decided to help me. Well, like, why not? We're friends and stuff. And she personally bought me a gorgeous dress, as if from the paintings of the 19th century. It was really fancy. And at the same time, somehow, you know, when you look at a thing and understand this is not vintage in its purest form, but a modern imitation, here is some kind of dress— Very suitable for walking in a summer park, for example, or for hiking in various beautiful places. Well, or just for photo shoots. I fell in love with this dress at first sight. I put it on and didn't alter it anymore. It seemed to be sewn just for me. It sat perfectly even at the waist. Although I have a non-standard one, it's too narrow, and I have to alter the usual things I buy. And here, it was just like they sewed it specially for me. Of course, I asked where Jane found this miracle, and I thought it was too expensive to be a present. I perfectly understood that such things cost a pretty penny, and Jane didn't have much money, and Liam needed support, because he still didn't work at the time. But Jane convinced me that everything was fine, and there was just a sale in some boutique. Since then, I almost never took off my dress, photo shoots at the university to brag about, go somewhere to the city, I have such a thing that I will carry the thing I like until I get tired, so no one was surprised, unless my mom asked me if I would scare people away, otherwise she looked very much ghost-like, kinda lady in white or something. It was about the third day in the dress when I felt something was wrong with me. My head ached a little, there was a slight weakness in my body. My eyes hurt, well, like a cold or something like that. Nothing serious, but together, it was annoying. I took some vitamins as my doctor advised me, and forgot about it for a while. Anyway, it would pass sooner or later. I didn't even try to stay at home, but the symptoms didn't go away. On the contrary, the nausea and dizziness appeared, which usually don't happen when you get a cold. I walked green-faced, which frightened passers-by and friends. Sometimes I grabbed the wall and coughed too loudly, so it was clearly not okay. Honestly, at that moment, I had the thought it wasn't a cold. In the evenings, Liam and I sometimes did, um, the things. Our age was suitable for the things, so my next step was a pregnancy test. But neither the first nor the third test showed positive results, just negative, one line. We breathed a sigh of relief. The strangest thing was, I take my health quite seriously, but I still couldn't get to the doctor. It seemed that everything had almost already passed, and then there was no time for this. Anyway, I made up excuses just not to go there. My brain was like in a fog. It was serious, but it was as if someone had turned off the fear function in me. Liam couldn't advise me anything or rather hesitated because he henpecked and was afraid to offend me. And all the adults in my environment, both Jane and my parents, suddenly disappeared somewhere. My parents left for the islands to take a break from the routine, and Jane set off for a business trip. But even through video calls with a lousy picture quality, they all yelled in one voice that I urgently needed a doctor, and I continued to put it off, until I felt dead at college right on the steps of the main building. No, I'm not exaggerating. Really dead? My heart stopped for four minutes. No one believed I'd survive, but the ambulance somehow evacuated, though for me personally, it didn't mean anything good, because they locked me up in the ward, but no one gave a diagnosis. Yes, that was the next oddity. The medical test results showed that everything was bad with me, but why? It was as if my blood and hormones, and who else was there, at once began to rebel against themselves. I'm not good at medicine, but even to me, it was clear this simply doesn't happen for no reason. Well, at least it shouldn't be like that. I was getting worse. My parents even stopped their vacation and practically settled in the hospital, but their presence didn't make it any easier. My hair fell out, my teeth crumbled. I couldn't move and I was spoon-fed. The only thing that pleased me was the dress, which at my request was left on me. At some point, I was in intensive care in a very serious condition, literally with one foot in the ward and the other in the morgue. Since everything is strict with the rules there, they undressed me, led me through the sterilizer and put them under devices. And suddenly, like a miracle, all my indicators began to level up. I breathed on my own. I was able to wave my hand and I felt much better. Then the doctor suggested I had a reaction to something from the outside, like an allergy, but not this. But in the hospital, everything was… well, hospital? The ward, food, bedding… so, by all means of exclusion, the doctor decided that the dress was to blame and sent it for examination. And then, the doctor turned grey for the second time in his life. Because the dress was poisoned. Yes, someone with obscure goals impregnated the dress with mercury. Moreover, judging by the quality of the poison and the method of its penetration into the victim, this was done a very long time ago, certainly not in our century. My parents called the police, and the first suspect was Jane. That's right, she gave me the deadly dress that nearly killed me. Jane was put in jail. Liam begged to let his mother out, and I could hardly believe that Jane wished me dead. Therefore, as soon as I managed to walk on my own, I ran to the police. And there, through the glass for criminals, Jane admitted that she bought the fateful dress not in a boutique, but at a regular flea market. She just wanted to make me comfortable, especially since the dress should have been perfect for me, but I didn't think that it could be dangerous so this accident almost cost me my life. After this story, Liam and Jane and I broke up, but I found friends of my own age in circle who don't save money on gifts and carefully check everything if it's vintage. I also forgot about flea markets because, well, you never know, scary. Now my collection of vintage is replaced exclusively at auctions. Write in the comments if similar stories ever happened to you and how you feel about antiques. Share my video with your friends because you've been warned. So you know where the danger may come from. And be sure to check things after purchase. At least wash them before wearing. Bye! Thanks for watching and take care.